welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I'm your host, John Edwards, and I'm excited to be with you this week because we have a special guest in the studio. That's right. Last week, we were blessed to have Dr. Bob Schutz from the JP2 Healing Center, and now we have somebody that's known him for a little while in his life that's going to join us here in a minute. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He is the founder of Church on Fire. He is part of the JP2 uh, Healing Center team that goes around and travels and does Healing the Whole Person events. And really, more than anything, he's a really good friend of my life and a great blessing to me. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, bring up my good friend, Bart Schutz. Bart? What's up, John? Not much, man. It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you. Been doing anything today? <laughs> nope. Just been hanging out. <laughs> That's right. Other than dressing similar in our yeah, Under Armour we're, we're attire. Trying. We're trying. I'd like to say that I don't want to be sued by Under Armour. We are not sponsored by Under Armour. No. We're just big fans of the clothes. But if they would like to sponsor us, just get That's in touch. That's right. That's right. I think they've got a little money. That's right. So, well, Bart, it's great to have you, man. Yeah, it's, man. It's just been something a long time coming. Uh, we were. I was blessed to have you on the show, man, I guess it's been almost two years ago now. Oh, wow. yeah. uh, when I, I met you on one of the virtual Catholic conferences and came on and shared about your your testimony about your father and football and yep. just that amazing story you've been sharing around the country for years and just been able to develop this great friendship through you and and, and Bob and Sister Miriam and all your teammates there and, and really just had an opportunity to bring healing the whole person here to Memphis. And yes. it's been a two-year journey that culminated today. Uh, just for those being honest with the people right now, we're recording at like 11 o'clock or whatever it is on Saturday night, so Bart in particular has been ministering for, I don't know, three days now. And <laughs> yeah. We decided to come home at 11 o'clock at night and turn on cameras. So like, why not? We'll let you guys decide at the end of this if it was a good idea or not. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but Bart, man, it's, it's, it's so great to have you here. We, we've talked so much on the phone about men's ministry and where the Lord's calling us both and where men are in the church or where they aren't, more yeah. importantly, in the yeah. church. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking about today, we had, what, 700, 800 people in that yeah. church for three days. And yeah. I know one thing that was missing, or, or the majority of that crowd, was women. Yeah, And that mm-hmm. seems to be the norm in the Catholic Church, yeah. right? Like, if there's anything Catholic, there's going to be a bunch of women there. Yeah. And those are gr- that's a great thing. Women are, have, have taken the the role of men for years in supporting the church. Yes. But as, as I'm preaching and as you're going around talking about it, it's time for men to step up and to do something different. Absolutely. So I know you have opinions on that. Not many. Not many. (laughs) I know you're not very opinionated, but you did mention you had some opinions on this. Yes, 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 yes. But I mean, where do you think we are in the state of the church with men? And and what do you like in your ministry, in your heart? I know you well, but I want the audience to hear your heart. What do you want to see in the church, particularly with men today? Oh, man. You know that's a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first of all, just to get back to it, we do need the women. Thank God for yes. the women. Or we men wouldn't be here. Right? That's right. So thank like, God literally. For yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is just interesting, you know, in the church. You know, it's uh, you, you do a women's event. It's like fishing in a barrel, you know, honestly. They're going to show up because mm-hmm. they're hungry, and they and they, they show up. And they love men, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Men, you get an event where you get you get more than 100 men, man. You just hit a home run, right? You got It's yeah. wonderful. And, you know, you deal with men, and you do men's ministry, and you, you travel around and you start men's ministry and the things that you do you know what it's about yeah and you know what's really going on you know the heartbeat of the men you know but i don't know what it is i don't know what it is with us men i don't know what it is with us catholic men you know but i what i would love to see is just to see us step up yeah just step up man up and just just be the men that god called us to be but you know i know that's easier said than done yeah and 
you know, you're saying man up and step up, but you and I have had a lot of private conversations and what mm-hmm. that look, has looked like oh, yeah. and what we really think it looks like, yeah. what masculinity looks like in yeah. its truest form. And, yeah. you know, you said it when we start, you know, in our weakness, right? That's We're going to move forward with this. And, it, you know, we are. We've both been working and, and, and working hard the last couple of days to help yep. people. And yet the Lord's calling us to do something else in an inconvenient time. And what yep. do men do in, 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 in things when things are inconvenient most of the time? Well, Somebody else will step up. Somebody yeah. else will do it, right? And yeah. one of the favorite quotes I have, it's on our T-shirts, on stuff, is Pope Benedict Sixteenth. The world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were mm. made for greatness. Mm. And as a former football player, I'm sure that rings true with you too, just the whole line about greatness. And yeah. But, man, I'll tell you, like, there's been this mistake, I think, and I don't want to, like, it's, it's always hard to talk about this because – we're both men's conference speakers. We do all kind of stuff. And there's always a risk of upsetting people. And, oh, yeah. you know, but that's what the truth does, right? Yeah. The truth upsets people. Yeah, of course, we don't want to upset anybody. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we're, not, we're so worried about being kosher around here. But, <laughs> but the truth is, like, for so long, men have been told what it means to be a man is just yeah. to, you know, bootstrap it. Right, like yeah. just suck it up, and yeah. and that's how you show you're a man is how much can you take, you know, that's how it. much can you, how many times can you get hit and keep moving forward, and, yeah. and now if you're talking about persevering and running the race in the way that Paul's talking about, there's some validity yeah. to that, yeah. But if you're talking about what it means to be a man is just grin and 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 be torn apart and tortured inside and yeah. and not let anybody in and just yeah. suffer through life, yeah. that's not being a man. No, you know, it's not being a man at all, and. What what I love about you and when you preach and when you're sharing with men is like you're pouring out your heart. Yeah. You didn't have an easy childhood. You didn't yeah. have an easy life. Yeah. You have a lot of wounds and pain. And I mean you're what, six three, maybe taller? Four, six, yeah. Six four. Yeah, maybe six three nowadays. Yeah. I mean what Used tight, to be. Yeah. Tight, I mean <laughs> football player at Florida State, you know, what is it, eleven and 0 team? Was that 11 right? And one. Eleven and one. I mean, so toughness is a part of your life. Mm-hmm. But that toughness doesn't mean I've got to go out here and grin and bear it by myself in my life. No. So what does it mean to you? Like, what do you yeah. see when, like, what does it mean to be a man to bark? Yeah, you know, John Wayne, right? Out yeah. here, a man takes care of his own problems, Yeah, right? That's kind of what we think. Pull ourselves up by the bootstrap. Be a man. Be tough, you know. But yeah. what do we struggle with as men, if we were to be honest? We struggle with feeling inadequate. Yeah. Right? Amen. John, John Eldridge, I don't have what it takes. You yeah. Know, every man needs to hear, you have what it takes. But what do we really believe, John? Yeah, we we really, deep down, we believe we don't have what it takes. Yeah. You know, and so then what do we do? We overcompensate. Yeah. Right? And so what do we call masculinity? Well, it's really machoism yeah. or passivity, right? Those are the two extremes. You know, what does it mean to be a man? Well, I don't know that I know. I can't define that. If so, uh, I'd probably be lying if I tried to make that sure, up. <laughs> sure. uh, but, you know, I know how to say yes to God. Mm-hmm. And and I think what you're alluding to is being vulnerable, yeah, being real. And I don't mean mushy, you know. Yeah, I don't mean you know, but it just just being you, yeah, being authentically you, being real. You know, I just did an event for some priests, and and I just started going. I said, you know, why are we not just ourselves? Like, why are we not vulnerable as mm-hmm. men? Like, what what are we afraid of? Yeah, you know, we're we're afraid of someone really getting to know us. Yeah, because if you really see what I see inside of me, you're going to reject me. Yeah, right. And so I got to pose. I got to put on a better me. You know, because when I look in the mirror, I don't really like that guy. Yeah. So I'm going to go put on a different guy. I'm going to put on a this pose. I'm this. I'm this man. I'm this dude. I'm this guy. Yeah. You know, and we're afraid to be vulnerable because if we're vulnerable, 
we might be rejected. Yeah. And no matter how much we don't want to admit that, none of us wants to be rejected. So sometimes it's just hard to be ourselves. But I think the more we can love ourselves, the more we can receive God's love, then the more we can be ourselves. Yeah, and, and I think it's really rooted in what you talk about a lot, too. You're always talking about the Father, mm-hmm, right, and mm-hmm. the Father's love. And you and I were speaking about this yesterday or mm-hmm. one, of, one of the times we were in the car or something. <laughs> I don't even remember what day it is right now. But, like, yeah. you know, one of the days we were together, we were mm-hmm. talking about that. Like, you know, if if you can't if, – if we're worried about what other people might see in us, right. then how much more multiplied that is when we think about what God may think of us. And that's that's what we're really, I think, afraid of. Yeah. And 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 so we try to lock those things away. And it's I always laugh when people talk about Adam and Eve, like basically jumping in the bushes and hiding because yeah. it's like, well, you think God didn't know where you were? Like, yeah, right. I mean, it's like <laughs> where are you? He you know, he's not the one you want to play hide and seek with, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. but like we we still try to hide in yeah, that, yeah. and because we hide from Him, we hide from everyone else. Yeah. And. Our hearts long for that freedom, right? That freedom for I just want. I always tell guys this when I'll say there's three things that most men want to know that everyone on the planet that has a heartbeat really wants to be seen, loved, and heard. That's that. That's like this. I want to be known. Yeah. But we're so afraid, as you're saying, to let that happen, that that we don't ever receive the freedom that our hearts yearn for. That's right. Like true freedom is just being comfortable in your own skin. It's not being able to go out and vote or whatever else it it is and things you can do. I mean, those are great freedoms, but. But, like, at the end of the day, it's the freedom to just be me and to not, like, you're always going to have a concern about what people think, but ultimately there's one opinion that matters. Yeah. Like, when you're dead, when you're, when you're standing in this, in the, in the, on the stage of judgment, yeah. it's the one opinion that matters. Yeah, your wife's. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because Jesus is probably going to side with her anyway, right? Like, it's like you should have listened more, you know. But, but at the end, I mean, seriously, like, there's that one opinion. And, and but I think what we all desire is that freedom to, yeah. to just – I'm going to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And if I lose people, I lose people. And does it hurt? Yes. Yeah. But the joy that comes to replace that yeah. is what Christ alludes to in all the scriptures. Is yeah. like there's something more if you have the courage to take that step. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like we talk about manning up and manning up. Mm-hmm. We man up on everything. Like I'm going to go outside on no sleep and cut the yard for 12 hours. That's yeah. manning up. Yeah. And what's manning up is. Enjoy that, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You must have a slow lawnmower, but or a low end. But the uh, but the thing is, like, we don't. The true manning up is the things that we run from. Yeah, the things that are really hard. Yeah, the things we don't want to sit with. The, the you know you know this better than I ever will. But the wounds and all those things that that we don't want to come to, to grips with. Yeah, and that's the thing. Men want to. We want to throw these conferences, and we want to. Mm-hmm. We always have like the. You know, the scene from Save It Private Ryan on the poster or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, be a man, be a saint. Yeah. And, but I mean, when it comes down to the brass tacks, that only takes us so far because yeah. then we get to the point where we're like, okay, don't come over here and be a man or be a saint. Like, yeah. Yeah. you do that over there in that yeah. radius. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just becomes difficult. So, I mean, yeah. what what would you say to men like that right now that are in that place? They're like, I'm trying to figure out what it means. I'm I'm doing the things that, that I think, but I, I don't have this – this relationship, but at the end of the yeah. day, I think if we don't have the relationship with God, then we're never going to have the relationship with men that we yeah. want. No, and, and you alluded to, you know, about the Father, right? Yeah. Who is God? He's God the Father. Mm-hmm. And and what are so many of our wounds? It goes back to our Father. Yeah. Right. Uh, either we had an absent Father, or our Father, you know, emotionally maybe wasn't there, or didn't affirm us, right? And I've heard you share this, and yeah. or, or just wasn't there at all, yeah. right? 
And and what do we need from our father? Again, a John Eldridge quote, right? That yeah. I was talking about earlier today. You know, every man needs to hear their father say, I'm glad you were born. Yeah. <laughs> You've got what it takes. You know, but how many of us really get that? Yeah. How many of our fathers got that? You know, so how many of us really received at the core of the foundation that kind of security of knowing that we're loved, of knowing, and you know, as men, right, we're not supposed to say that, right? Sure. No, 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 it doesn't matter. We don't need to be loved. That's right. right. You have we'll, clothes on your back and food on yeah, the table. You got everything you're you're loved. You know, you don't need, yeah. you don't need to be loved, you know. Uh, but no, we need to be loved. Yeah. You know, and, and the reality is we give what we each receive. Yeah. So if we're not experiencing being loved, we're not going to love us. Yeah. And if we don't love us, we're not going to be able to love anyone else. Yeah. And so we're going to pose. And so every time we look in the mirror, we're going to see that failure in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right? Or we're going to see shame because we know what we did when no one else was looking. Yeah. That thing we were just hiding from everyone else, when we look in the mirror, we know. Yeah. And so we want to avoid that. And so I don't like the one that I am. So I'm going to put on this facade so that everyone likes me more than I like me. Yeah. You know, and as I shared with you, you know, I grew up without a dad. So I didn't have that. I didn't have the dad that said, I'm glad you were born. I didn't have the dad that says, man, you got what it takes. But what are we all really looking for, John? We're all looking for meaning. Mm-hmm. We're all looking to make a difference. Yeah. We're all, we all are. You know, but what happens for us? The older we get, the more disillusioned we become. The more we fall out of love with us, yep. <laughs> and the more we pose, and the more we just go through the eat, work, sleep, right? Yeah. Eat, work, sleep, eat, work, sleep, eat, work, sleep, and then one day we die. Yeah. And that's it. And that's our life. We have no, no real meaning, no real purpose. But, man, hey, we're a good, responsible man. We did what we needed to do, yeah. man. We grunted it out. You know, we fulfilled all of our obligations. We, we suffered, man. We, we, we did it. For what? So we could have a couple of years traveling and then die. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if you're lucky to have that. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, what is it we're really looking for? The father's love. Yeah. Right? We're looking yeah. for the father. You look at your, your wounds and growing up, look, I, I look at my wounds. Any man is listening, if you're willing to look at your wounds, the reality is we're all longing for the father's love. Yeah. And that's the other thing. How do we really see the father? Yeah. We see him as this taskmaster. Do we see him as this police officer in the sky? We see him as this absent father who just said, hey, here's some gifts and talents, go on. Yeah. How do we see him? You know, how do we really see the father? Do we really know that the father is a good, kind, and loving father who really cares about our desires? Yeah. And he has desires and he wants to share desires with us. Do we really see him in a way that he really loves me and that I'm valuable? If we do, our life will reflect it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think you said no. Do I, do I know the love of the Father? I think so many people are going through the motions of that. Like, yeah. We just like, yeah, I know Jesus died for me and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I say this a lot when I give talks. I'll just, the Lord will move my you know spirit to say this. And I'll say, how many people in here know John 3.16? And every hand will go up. Mm-hmm. I'll say, thank you, Tim Tebow. Or yeah, exactly. Like you watch Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, and all that. But We like Tim Tebow. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's yeah. good. He kneels. He plays. He played for the Broncos. <laughs> he's and, awesome. And, and, yeah. and went on a good streak, my yes. favorite NFL team. So always grateful for that. Great for my favorite And he does stuff team. for Jesus and stuff too. But, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, like, I think a lot of people when they read John, John 316, mm-hmm. they read it for so God so loved everyone else but me yeah. that he gave his only Because I'm not worthy. Because I'm not worthy. Yeah. And and we they don't really take into into you know their thought process that like Jesus would have done that if I was the only one on this planet. That's it. Right? Like they don't personalize it. And I guess that's the thing that bothers me the most about 
so many people and in, in, in myself for so long was I never personalized. I read no. the gospel and I was like, oh, that's great for Peter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great for Mary Magdalene. Yeah, that's yeah. great for the blind guy and the leper. and the, Those great men of God and those great saints. I mean, they were so holy and perfect. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, no, Jesus is looking at me as important as every one of those. Yeah. You know, and and, and we if we can't get past that part, and like you said, if you've had a terrible father, if you've had no father, if you've had a, a, a judgmental coach or a, an angry teacher or somebody that's just hurt you in, in a way that's in your life, mm-hmm. most often that's how you see God. I mean, it's how I saw God. My, I could never do anything to, to make my exactly. father proud, right. at least to tell me personally, maybe other people he would tell, but not yep. me. That's right. And so therefore, I'm like, no matter what I do, that's it. God, it's never going to be enough for God either. He's never going to affirm you. Yeah. You, you can never do enough. Yeah. yeah. And mine, mine was absent. So yeah. God's absent too. Yeah. yeah, and so it'll be a never-ending to-do list of trying to please God, and I'll never do it, so why do it? Yeah, so why bother? And that's why men check out, and they go, I'll just so, get a boat. Let's go be a screw-up. Yeah. <laughs> let's go <laughs> do it that. It's much easier, and it's yeah. that's what we always have to re- reorient. That's why I love what Paul says about uh, renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people go, what does that mean? And it's like, you have to change your thought process. That's it. Like, the evil one's going to come at you every day. I mean, this is the thing. You and I are both speakers, right, mm-hmm. on stages, and we get up, and, and the Lord uses us to say powerful things and move people, mm-hmm. and all. it's all the Lord. So you we I hope. So that. hope, yeah. Yeah, so we hope. I mean, from your track record, I know <laughs> he has. Mine, maybe not so much. But like, nah, come on now. <laughs> but, but we, like, at the end of the day, I lost my whole train of thought. Again, I'm tired. It's okay. It's early. It's, it's early. <laughs> but, yeah, but we <laughs> – is it early or late? I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, folks, sorry for that. Yeah. But – but no, like we, we, I did. I totally lost my train of thought. So, Paul, come, what's that? Renewal of the mind. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, my lovely wife. There's yes. always somebody here to tell me what yes. to do. So, <laughs> the renewal of your mind. It, it, at that point, the enemy's always going to attack those places. That yeah. was my point. You and I are up there, and sometimes you could see guys at men's conferences. I remember being there. I, I remember going to one and seeing Chris Ivanic when he's first starting out, and the guy's like up there, and he's this. The Lord's coming out of him everywhere. And I'm thinking, I got no chance. Mm-hmm. That guy came flying out of the womb with holy water in the Bible, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But here you and I are, we're very two broken vessels. And the thing that, like, we deal with the same thing everybody else is dealing with, mm-hmm. right? Like, how many times a day when you're about to speak or when you're getting up to do something, Bart, you're not good enough? Mm-hmm. Bart, yeah, I know you've had success there, but today you may not. Mm-hmm. All the, I mean, I always joke and tell people, if there's 100 people here and 99 people come up to me afterwards and go, great job. And the one person's like, eh, yeah. what do you think I'm thinking you're about to that all day long? Yeah. You know, like, man, I was terrible. I need to quit this. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what St. Paul's saying is, like, we need to remove, renew our minds and, and be able to look at that like like a windshield with a bug splats. I can either when a bug bug hits it, I can either sit there and and you know let that thing dry and it be in my viewpoint for the rest of my trip, mm-hmm. or I could throw on the wipers and the and the water or whatever and wash it off. Yeah, but many of us don't do that. We just listen and we make those agreements with the evil yeah. one. Yeah, and we're just we're we become our own jailers. Yeah, and we're putting ourselves back in the cell. We have the key in our hand the whole time. We're like, no, I like it in here. Yeah. Because the devil convinces you it's it's loss and torture and pain yeah. out there, and it's That's not. It. Yeah, because it's agreeing with the things we believe inside of us. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it is. is. And yeah. and I got to tell you, man, I, that's why like my heart pours out for what you're doing and what we're trying to do in this ministry is just mm-hmm. trying to, to to reorient the mind of some of these, uh, of the way men's ministry has been done. Yeah. It's like, look, that way is not getting it done. Yeah. You know, just this man up and grin and bear it. And, and just white knuckle the steering wheel of your life until you have a heart attack one day mm-hmm. and people will show up to your funeral and remember you for a couple of days and then mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. But we all long to make a lasting impact. And the only way we can do that is to change our mindset and start living differently, mm-hmm. right? And, and to 
this this whole montage like every men's mystery out there's got a guy in chainmail and a broadsword and mm-hmm. you know and I'm like yeah that's great because it's easier for a man to go out there and whack something out there mm-hmm. than it is to deal with the junk inside mm-hmm. and that's what you help people deal with so well mm-hmm. man is one you're you're going through your ministry and showing guys through your vulnerability mm-hmm. through your story that yeah I played football at Florida State, mm-hmm. right? I had a chance to play for the NFL. Mm-hmm. I walked away from that chance, mm-hmm. right? Speaking about you, not me. Mm-hmm. I was nowhere near the NFL. But here you are, this 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 identity of what most men would want to be, probably mm-hmm. dream about growing up on mm-hmm. football fields or wanting to please dad, and my dad mm-hmm. would love me, I'm a big tight end and all this stuff. But here you are out evangelizing men and showing men a different way to be masculine, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's – I don't know. It's just so beautiful, man. It moves my heart to work with you and to be around you because mm-hmm. you're comfortable in your skin. Mm-hmm. That's what I really love about you. You're like, nice. whatever. Yeah. You're cracking on Sister Miriam. You're, yeah. you know, yeah. giving everybody a hard time. And you go out there and you do your thing mm-hmm. and you live as the man that God created you to be. And that's, that's, I think that's what shows other men what they really want. Yeah. You know, is your is yeah. your being able to be comfortable in your own skin? Yeah, because ultimately that's what we all want, but we don't know how to get there. We don't know how to do it. You know, I was thinking this too is you know, as we're talking about men, what are we used to hearing? We're used to hearing, "Hey, man, you need to like you said, the man up." I started that way, but kind of tongue in cheek. It's like, yeah, we, we need to do better, right? Yeah. You need to step it up. You need to be a better husband. You need to be a better father. You need to be a better provider. You need to be a more faithful churchgoer. Yeah. You need to, you know, pray your million prayers and do your things. And, and you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that, right? And and we hear that all the time. Yeah. And so we do it. So we follow that. And we do all the things that we need to do. And what happens when we lay in bed at night? <laughs> We lay there unfulfilled. They're unfulfilled, man. Yeah. We're just we're doing everything everyone tells us we need to do, except for the one person that matters. Except the one that matters. Yeah. And what are we neglecting? We're neglecting our heart. Yeah. We're not. In a listen, this is what I want to say to the men listening. It's like, stop trying to earn the father's love. Yeah. Amen. Stop trying to earn the father's love. And just be you. Yeah. Right, St. Catherine, Sienna? Become who you were meant to be. Yeah. Become who you were meant to be, and you'll set the world on fire. Let's say it another way. Become who God created you to be, and you're going to make a difference. Yeah. You're going to make a difference. As much as I try, I cannot be John Edwards. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot be Pope John Paul II. I cannot be whoever. Just name the person. You, I can't. You probably should put him before me. But no, yeah. no, no, no. I put it in the right order. Yeah, uh, but it's like, it's like, that's right. We can't. Yeah. Right. But that's the problem. When we when we don't know who we are, we're not secure in who we are. We're constantly comparing, and no matter what circle we're in, we're going to do whatever that circle says a yeah. man is, and whatever gets the accolades, whatever gets the attention, we're going to model that. We're going to mimic that. Oh yeah. At the that's expense of what? At the expense of us. At the expense of our heart. Yeah. And I think one of the things we miss as men is the importance of desire. And when I was in the world, I understood desire. I understood mm-hmm. desire. You understood desire. Sure, yeah. I, I chased desire. And desire about got me killed. And so when I gave my life to Christ after I encountered the Father, you talk about desire, and I encountered him in his amazing love, and it radically transforms me and changes the course of my life, I then thought, oh, i got to put desire, put desire aside. Yeah. It's not a matter of desire now. It's a matter of obedience. It's not a matter of desire. It's a matter of obligation. It's not a matter of desire. It's just a matter of doing the right thing. 
And I would hear that message. I would go to men's events and I would hear that message over and over and over again. And I'd be like, okay, and I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it until I realized my heart was dying. Yeah. And I'm like, where's desire in this whole thing? Does God even care about my desires? Does he care about desire at all? Yeah. Does desire matter? Yes, it matters. You have kids. Yeah. I've met your kids. Your kids are awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you that. Two Angela beautiful daughters. Yeah, Angela has something to do with it. <laughs> and two beautiful daughters, twin daughters, your son. And I watched you. I watched you sitting in church. I watched you just putting your arm around them. I was sitting back behind you, and I'd watched you. You love your kids. Yeah. As a father, do you tell them, hey, your desires don't matter? Not in a while. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, no, no, no. I've never told them that. It, you it, care. Yeah. Right? Yes. You care. What you don't want as a father is them to pursue unholy desire. Yeah. Because you love them and you don't want it to destroy them. Yeah. But the pure and holy desires of their heart as a father, you're like, yeah, not only do I want to see that happen, I'm going to get behind you. I'm going to help you. I want to do it with you. I'm going to yeah. do it with you. I'm going to support that. This is what I say to my kids, man. Your heart is your compass. Mm-hmm. Your heart is your compass. You know, follow the pure desires of your heart. Yeah. Now, you know, they've come back and said, Dad, you, you told us to follow the desires of your heart. No, I didn't. I said, follow the pure desires of your heart. <laughs> you know, but it's, it, what is it the catechism says? The heart is the place of encounter. The mm-hmm. heart is the place of life or death. The heart is the place of decision. And yet, what do we do as men? Oh, my heart don't matter, man. My heart doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just got to do the right thing. Yeah. Or rebel against doing the right thing because we're not really living out of the overflow of our own hearts. We're not living from a place of desire. Yeah. But the father cares about our desire. Where do you get that des- that desire to care about your kids' desires? You get it from the father. Yeah. I care about my kids' desires. I said, follow the compass of your heart, the true heart, the one that God gave you. Follow the pure and holy desires of your heart and yield them to him and ask him what his desires are and share him with him your desires and see where those two come together. And I think as men... If we would just pay attention to our pure and holy desires, we say, man, no, I can't, I can't pay attention to desire because every time I think of desire, man, it gets me in trouble. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't desire that. You know, I'm married. I can't desire yeah. that. You know, I can't desire that. No, I'm, I'm a Christian. No, I can't desire that, right? And so we're constantly telling ourselves, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And we're afraid of desire because when we think of desire, we think sin. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's pure and holy desire. And we have the saying in the J.P. Doing Center, behind every disordered desire, think of your favorite sin, <laughs> behind every disordered desire is an unmet pure and holy longing. Yeah. How many pure and holy longings do we as men suppress because we never get past where our shame is yeah. in the disordered Amen. desire? And so then we just kind of white knuckle it yeah. or just do what we're supposed to do and we check out. We check out. And then our wife wonders, where are we, man? Where, where, where's my husband, the one yeah, that I fell in love with? relationships in our life, yeah. We kill the relationships because yeah. we're just busy, checked out, trying to do the right things. And then we're showing the world this is what Christianity looks like. And they're going, no thanks, I'm going to live after desire. Yeah, yeah, they think, yeah, this is more fun over here. This is more fun over here. And really, you're no living no differently than I am. That's right. You're just right. going to church for an hour. You're just week. acting like it. Yeah. You're just and, posing. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we... I, I say this a lot at events, and, it, and it, I look. It always looks like the the eighty year old women in the front row are going to like have a heart attack immediately. But I'll say things like, you know, I think most of the Christians in the world don't really know Jesus. I don't just say Catholics. I say most Christians in the world, it's and true. you just, <gasps> oh yeah, you know. And I'm like, I'm not saying that I have a better relationship than you do any of that. Yeah. What I am saying is the world would be a different place if people yeah, really had a relationship with Jesus. It'd be transformed. 
And and the question I always get is like, well, how do you have a relationship with Jesus? And you're talking about the Father. Yeah. So Bart, like, what would you tell people? They're sitting there, okay, like, okay, I want a relationship with the Father. What do yeah. I do? Yeah. Because I remember I used to go and and you know, there's this thing. Okay, I'm going to speak to God, so let me put on my best dress and <laughs> let me go sit in the corner of my room with like my, my you know Dumb and Dumber suit on and you know my top hat and like Lord, who out are thy my King of my flesh of thy flesh of I'm over there trying to recite a Shakespearean poem yeah. and I just one day, man, I it was like I was sitting there and God was just like. I'm your dad. Yeah, you're done with this yet. Yeah, like I'm not going to go to Bruce, Mississippi to my dad's house and like, <laughs> oh, you know, Monsignor Donald, yes. I, I have returned with thy eggs that I yes. ordered from thy Piggly Wiggly. And <laughs> how, are, how aren't thy father? My dad would be like, what's wrong with you, man? Like somebody hit you in the head on the way back here or what? Yeah. He's just like, sit down and talk to me when watching the game. Talk. Yeah, come and chill. Yeah, yeah like, stop being weird. Talk to me. Yeah. I've known you your whole life. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think that's the way God desires yeah. for us. But we, we go with such... Because of the shame, I think we have to like overdo the reverence. And I'm not saying be unreverent to God. Please don't hear that. What I'm saying is, at the end of the day, I think most people, as you alluded to a minute ago, Mm -hmm. domineering, judgmental, angry, waiting to punish me, Mm -hmm. sitting up there going, okay, he's going to die three days from now. Let me get my list together of everything he ever did wrong. Instead of, I'm your dad, and that stuff disappears. And somebody asked me this today at the the conference. They said, what do you, somebody up there, it was either you or sister, I think it was sister, said, yeah, well, his sister said, God's not disappointed in you. Yeah. And the woman said, what does that mean? Like, how can he not be disappointed in something I do wrong? Yeah. And I said, well, I think the better phrase there to say would be he's not disgusted. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, if you look at like a father and a son, if Jacob, you know, if one of the kids were to you know, bust in here right now and Jacob punched me in the face, mm-hmm. you know, first I'd say, what'd you do? But then I'd say. <laughs> first you'd say, ouch. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Um <laughs> The frozen peas are in the fridge. No, but I would literally, I'd say, you know, well, what happened? And bring Jacob in here. Well, they were, Jacob, I'm disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. But I don't want Jacob to die. Yeah. I don't want him to sit outside and cry all night in the dark. Yeah. I don't want him to think that I hate him for the rest of his life. Right. But that's exactly how we try to go to God. That's it. And so many men in men's groups and stuff, they're like, oh, confession, no way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to confession? I don't know. I'm, first of all. I don't want people to know. I don't want God to know what I'm doing. Oh, you're hiding in the bushes too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right. But then the yeah. other piece is, like, I, I just, I, I'm ashamed, and I, I, I know he's disgusted by me. It's like, no, he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not sitting there with his arms crossed, waiting for the angry yeah. father that you missed your curfew, and you're yeah. 15 minutes late, and you're about to be punished. That's right. He's sitting there going, like, I just want you to come back to me so I can tell you that I love you. That's it. But we can't hear that because we haven't experienced it very well. A lot of people in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what would you say about, like, what what do you think about how a man, like, right now, if you're going, I desire this. Like, yeah. these two guys are talking, and I could tell what they're saying. They know Jesus. They know mm-hmm. the Father. Obviously, they're giving their lives to it. What would you tell a guy right now that's just like, I want that, but where yeah. do I even begin? Yeah. I think first we need to understand that he's a good and loving father. Yeah. He's a good and loving father. If we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more does our Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask, right? You and I, imperfect fathers, but we love our kids, yeah, right? And just like you said, we're not looking to condemn them or punish them or leave them outside when they screw up or do something wrong. No, we love them. Yeah, We might instruct them, we might help them, but it's out of love. God disciplines those he loves, but he's a father who loves. Yeah, You know, Jesus said, Abba. Yeah. Abba. Daddy. It's Daddy. Daddy, but we're like, Father, you know, yeah. <laughs> Father, thou art whose way up there in the sky, you know. No, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Dad, Dad, you know, he's a loving, good, and kind Father. I think the image of the Father has been so distorted. 
yeah. that we don't even really understand who he was, who he is. And if we really understood who he was, we would run from our sin and we would run to him for a big embrace like the prodigal son, who's going to the father that's going to come out and greet us. So what would I say? Yeah. I would just say talk to him. Yeah. Just tell him. Just talk to him. He knows your thoughts. Share with him your heart, share with him your desire. And just sit down, just lay in your bed and just say, Father, Abba, Papa, Daddy, God, it's me. You know, I, I, I just want to know you for who you really are. Yeah. I want to know your love. I, want to, I hear these guys talking about like they, they know you. Is that even possible? Can I know you? How, how can I know you? How, how do I get to know you? Isn't that exactly what Jesus did? He came to do the will of his Father. Yeah. Didn't he die and conquer sin, evil, and death and raise from the grave so that you and I can have a relationship with the Father? Yeah. Isn't that the whole thing he did? And he says, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. Come to me. That's it. So I think it's just as simple as just like you and I are talking right now. Yeah. Just to say to the Father, Father, this is what I'm wanting. Yeah. I'm longing to know you for who you really are. Yeah. I have some distorted images of who you are, and I want to know. And to get past the shame and the unworthiness, look, have grace on yourself. Forgive yourself, man. Yeah, we all screw up. Okay, given. Sure. We all screw up. So let's go to him and say, Father, help me. Help me to be a better man. Yeah. Help me to love my wife. Help me to love my kids. Just help me. Help me. And, 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 and share with me your heart for me. How important, I mean, I know you had an evangelical background too. Mm -hmm. How important is in, for you to know the Father has it been to be in the Word? Like, mm -hmm. how, I mean, how, how did that help reveal that? Because I know mm -hmm. when I look at it and I go, okay, Jesus, we go, teach us to pray. Mm -hmm. And he says, our, our Father, our, our Father. Not my Father, your domineering God. Uh -huh. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, all, it's our, I'm trying to not to be country here. Our <laughs> Father, our, our Father. Uh, <laughs> Our Father. So right there, Jesus is telling you, like, we share the same dad. That's it. And what does that mean? You're my brother. Yeah. Right? You're my sister. That's it. You know, depending on who's listening right now. But we're, I mean, for me, Scripture has always revealed that relationship if yeah. we look into it and we relate to it and we personalize it. Yeah. What do you, how has that helped you in your knowledge of the well, Father? Jesus is the Word, right? Yeah. Made flesh. And, and so by, by understanding his word, we come to understand him. I think we have so many distorted images of who he is, and frankly, because we don't read. Yeah. You know, or we read it like it's a textbook. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love to read the scriptures and just beforehand just say, Holy Spirit, bring this to life. Yeah. Just bring this to life. You know, so like you, like you're saying, you know, he, he, the disciples say, teach us how to pray. Well, when you pray, pray to my Father. He's yeah. not just my father. He's your father. He's our father. But we can read that in the same way we pray it. Our father, our heaven, our living, 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 living. Yeah. Or we can stop and just say, Holy Spirit, bring this to life for me. Bring yeah. the word, bring Christ to life as I read these words. And just allow him to speak. Yeah, I think it's crucial. I think yeah. it's very important. Yeah, and it's it's just that's I get so angry, man, when when Catholics make jokes about like, mm -hmm. oh, we don't need a Bible. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many speakers that get up there, like, all right, everybody brought their Bible with them, and everybody's like, oh. <laughs> we don't have one. And I'm like, why is that funny? Right. You know, like you, you, this is why you don't know God. Yeah. Because you don't, or you don't know Jesus, who's going to take you to God, is because you won't read his autobiography. But we fulfilled our obligations, so that yeah. he's not so mad at us. So right. maybe we might squeak in <laughs> yeah. in the end. And, yeah, if I just yeah. do enough, then yeah. I'll get in. You know, yeah. get into heaven. And it's yeah. that's what I mean. That's the other thing. People freak out when I when I go to what I call the gut check in mm -hmm. those talks. 
the end of Matthew, you know, the end of in Matthew seven, not the end of Matthew, but the end of the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. you know, and Jesus is all fluffy and like, mm-hmm. blessed are they, blessed are they, blessed yeah. are they. You want to go to heaven? Here's a cheat sheet. Do this, 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 and this. But if you don't, house is built on sand. Yeah. Narrow roads. Be gone from me, evildoers. I never knew you. Yeah. What is why? And that's what's that's the one that gets everybody when they freak out because they haven't heard it. Yeah. Because if they missed, you know, daily mass that day and <laughs> they that, didn't get that reading. Yeah, they didn't get that reading. Yeah. Right. But then all of a sudden you're like, what did he say? Yeah. And then you get the pretext of that where these aren't like sinners. I mean, they're sinners because we're all mm-hmm. sinners, but they're not like bad people that are out there murdering people. Mm-hmm. They come up and they say, Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your yeah. name. We fed the hungry. We clothed the naked. We, you know, healed the sick. We did this. Apart from me, I don't know you. Yeah. When, am I, when are we going to do heaven? Solemnly, I will say to you. So what does solemnly mean? You know, regrettably, you know, breaking my heart to tell you, mm-hmm. I never knew you. Right. And this is what one of my pet peeves in the church, man, is like, it's almost like we have this giant whiteboard on our fridge in our house, and we're like, all right, went to Mass, went Check. to Hour of Adoration, went to my night Check. Columbus, went to my men's Check. thing, you know, prayed for the people I was supposed to pray for, all good things. He's pleased with me now. Check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I just do this every single day, mm-hmm. then I'll check my way into heaven. Yeah, and guess what's checked? We are checked out. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is going to look at you and go, yeah, I was wondering who all that belonged to. Yeah, I don't know you. Right? It's a lot of stuff you're standing next to, and I didn't know it yeah. belonged to you. Be yeah. gone from me, old doer. That's it. And what is he really saying when he says, I don't know you? Does yeah. God not know us? Of course he knows yeah. us. But what's he saying? No is Adam knew Eve. That yeah. is a term of intimacy. Yeah. Like, we weren't intimate. Yeah. We weren't intimate. We didn't spend time together. Yeah. You don't share your heart with me. You're not vulnerable with me. You're not real with me. I don't even know you. Yeah. You're just trying to to do all these things and jump through these hoops. You know, you said that about check, check, check. So, you know, we do some priest events with the JP Tuning Center. We had this one. It was a month-long program. And this one guy, he was sent by the bishop. Uh, he was deacon, about to be ordained, and his bishop sends him down for a month-long seminary summer priest program. And uh, he wasn't glad to be there. And was, most of them come. They, they, they want to come, but he was sent. And so he wasn't happy about it. He shared that his first week. Four weeks into it, He's sharing with his fellow priests in the room, seminarians and priests in the room, and he, he said with tears in his eyes, he said, man, I didn't know until now that all my life I've been checking boxes. Yeah. Baptized, check. First communion, check. Confirmation, check. Seminary, check. Deacon, check. I was just looking for my next check. Yep. And I was mad that they delayed my next check. But now that I've been, and now I've been through all this healing, and now I'm falling in love with Jesus, and I'm falling in love with the Father, and now he's crying in front of his peers. He's crying, and he says, man, I'm so grateful now. I don't want that next check. I just want Jesus. Yeah. I just want Jesus. But how many of us, just like you said, we feel so inadequate. We're just trying to check, 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 and we're checked out. And life is just, you see it in people, man. Like once once the Lord has come for you, mm-hmm. you know, and you've mm-hmm. come to know him and you've given your life to him. And then, again, for people listening, it's not sunshine and rainbows and tulips, you know, running through the tulips. Wait a minute, day. it's not? No. There <laughs> are struggles. I, I mean, Jesus carried a cross and fell three times. If yeah. you don't think you're going to have to, then <laughs> yeah. you need to wake up. And get back up. Right. But, I mean, the thing is, like, there's just this, like, we talked about the freedom and everything else. But what we're all looking for is what you're trying to accomplish by those checking of boxes. Like, exactly. maybe this will be the one. This will be maybe it. this will be all I need moving yeah. forward. Maybe I can finally slow down. Yeah. Maybe I don't have to worry about getting promoted again. Yeah. Maybe this will just be enough. 
And it never is. You know, yeah. I make a joke all the time. I'm like, I bought that truck you've been riding around in a couple of years ago. Yeah. And had a new car in forever. I bought Angela the new ones and minivans and stuff like that. Which, by the way, I think much more highly of you now that well, I saw that truck. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. And I say I bought it. She's made more money than me in forever. Yeah, well, then I think so more highly so of her. There we go. And let me think I bought it. There you go. But she's very kind like that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I was like, we got that new truck, and I'm like, this is so nice, and nobody's going to breathe in here. Yeah. Like, nobody's eating in here. Yeah, no, no. This is going to be like a Taj Mahal forever. And six months later, it's like there's boogers on the back window. No. Like, <laughs> McDonald's, the kids, not mine, <laughs> and McDonald's wrappers and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's like, just because it's another thing. Yeah. It's another thing that you're like, honestly, if we were to verbalize this, it's, this didn't work either. Yeah. Right? This didn't work either. And that hopelessness and that... Yeah. That 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 despair that we feel and that drowning. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Talk about it didn't work. What what does that mean? Yeah, like there's a hole in my heart, and I don't realize that. And but this there's didn't some unmet it. desire, right? And I'm thinking if I just do this, if I just do that, if if this is just comes along, if the if the stars align right, then I'll finally be happy. Yeah. And the whole time Jesus is just sitting there going, "Look up, look at me. Here I am. Look at me." Because mm-hmm. you alluded to that. That's the one thing that can fill our desire and. Look, I mean, I've shared this a lot. I used to make a lot of money. Don't make a lot of money now. <laughs> Hadn't in a long time. You must be in ministry. Yeah, so all you that want to be Catholic speakers and stuff, yeah. you know. It's where the money you, is. I hope you enjoy trying to figure out how to pay bills. <laughs> but, you know, but that's, seriously, it's, it, it is a, it's not a glamorous life in the regard mm-hmm. of comfort and all those things mm-hmm. that you have around you. Mm-hmm. But, but at the end of the day, it's not about that. No, it's, it's about, about the fame, John. It's yeah, it is about fame. fame. Yeah, about that is kind of cool. I, when one person every three or four years or like says, "Hey, are you the guy that yeah. uh, used to wrestle in the WWE?" Yeah, that's it. Like, I lost a lot of weight. Yes, no, but I, I reckon you know people recognize me is not a problem I have very often, yes. and I'm glad for it too because I don't need that sort of temptation to pride in my life. But but yeah, like Jesus is the only one that meets that unmet need. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, man, I just. Sometimes I wish, like, when we found that, mm-hmm. I wish there was a way to, like, run an IV yeah. and to put it in Keep a Keep it dripping. <laughs> yeah, and as disgusting as it's going to mm-hmm. sound to drink somebody's blood, right? Like, yeah. But, like, to be able to put it into a serum to give other yeah. people. Yeah. Because once you found that, you're like, I, I don't know. One day I just quit caring about the rest of that stuff. Yeah. Right? I quit caring. I, I don't need a new car. I don't need this. I don't need that. All I need is Jesus. Exactly. And, 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 and your life becomes about that, and then you start finding the fulfillment of all your desires, yeah. right? And then yeah. at the end of the day, it's like I do. I mean, you're telling me you put my arm around my kids and stuff. I never even used to want to go to church. Yeah. I mean, Angel would stand over me in the bed. I'm tired of this. When are you going to grow up? When are you going to yeah. be? And I'm 30 years old. And, and what are you hearing? I'm inadequate. Yeah. I'm failing again. Yeah. Right. I don't ever want to come out of these covers. Yeah. And if I do, I can't wait to drink 20 more beers. That's right. You know. So, so I don't have to feel this. So way. I don't have to feel all this, right? Because I'm inadequate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is. And mm-hmm. and Jesus brings it and goes, "You're not inadequate, right? That's you're it. not. You're my you boy. Just, yeah, you're my boy. That's exactly <laughs> right. But you got to listen to me. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing for men when you got that men when you got that bootstrap mentality and yeah. I got to do it myself. Which I'm 44. You're a little bit older yeah. than me. Anybody our age and older has had that mentality because that's oh, yeah. how their dad told oh, them yeah. and their dad and their dad. Oh yeah. And so we have generations of men that are checked out that are passing those wounds. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's about surrender. Yeah. And that's another one of those words. It's like, yeah. I'm a guy. We don't do that. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Yeah. Like that means I give up. Yeah. 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 You give up knocking your head against the wall and not yeah. getting anywhere. Yeah. It's like, it's like I heard, you know, someone say, 
you know, like say I come to you and I come to your house, which by the way, your house is awesome. I wouldn't Thank say this to you, but let's say, let's, say you, let's say you had an older house yeah. and someone comes in, right? And they say, hey, good to see you. Um, you have carpet that's been there for 30 years. It's got things hidden in there that no one could find. Your big shag carpet, right? It's old carpet, 30 years. And someone comes in and says, hey, I want to give you a brand new carpet. I'll pay for it. I'll lay it down. I'm just giving it to you. Well, why? I'm just giving it to you. I'm going to give you a brand new carpet. And you're like, uh, man, I don't know. I'm kind of attached to this old carpet, man. I got memories there. I mean, I got, yeah. look at this over here hidden. Over there. I got this thing over here. I'm like, I love this old carpet. And they said, listen, you don't understand. I'm going to give it to you free. I'm going to lay this carpet out for you. I'm going to give you a brand new carpet. I'm going to do it all for you. Nah, nah, I, I like this carpet. Yeah. You know, that'd be kind of foolish, right? I mean, it'd be nice if someone offers that, right? But, yeah. but let's imagine they do. Or they say, you know what? I'm going to give you a brand new house. I'm going to pay the bills. I'm going to give you a brand new house. Nah, I'm attached to this old one. Yeah. You know? and, and that's what Jesus says. He said, listen, I'm going to give you new life. I'm going to give an exchange. I'm going to take your old, ratty, beat down, broken down life, and I'm going to give you mine. Yeah. Nah, I don't want to do that. Why? Like, yeah. What's Scripture say? He who holds on to his life will lose it. Yeah. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. What is he saying? Give me your old ratty carpet. <laughs> Give me your old broken down life, your feelings of inadequacy and all the things that you're trying and striving and trying to prove yourself to yourself. Why don't you give me that life? Yeah. And let, let me give you my abundant life. Yeah. See, we don't under, really understand his abundant life, that yeah. everything that he really came to give us. Joy is written in the scriptures probably as much or more than any other word. Yeah. But, man, where's the fruit of that? Yeah. Where's the abundant life? Yeah, I'll give you my old ratty life. So when you encountered me, man, I was an old, broken down, full of shame, full of self-hatred, full of depression and discouragement and disillusionment. And I encountered the Father, and I said, whoa, I had no idea you were this good and you yeah. were this loving. Of course I'm going to give you my life, man. I have a chance to have this. Absolutely. Yeah. 35 years later, I'm still saying the same thing. You heard me today. I'm sharing my testimony to the 700 people there, and I'm crying. Yeah. As if I'm having the encounter all over again. Yeah. That's how good our father is. Yeah. Why would we not want that? Yeah. Because we don't really understand it. We don't. And that's why, I mean, we were praying today. I can't remember if you were in there at that point or you came in later, but it might have been last night. But Bob was saying, does anybody, as he always does, anybody else want to say anything after, yeah. you know, the priest started or whatever? And and I just felt my heart move to Isaiah 61. Oh, you yeah. Know? I heard that. And every time, every time I go to speak now, I just, I used to feel like, I was being sacrilegious in saying that, like, because I would say, but I, because I, the Lord God is upon me. He's 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 anointed me to uh, to what after I'm going to mess it up, but to, to bring good tidings good to the poor and you know and and free the captives and Heal the comfort those heart. who mourn and all that. And then one day, like Jesus is like, no, that's what I did for you, exactly. And now I did it for you, so you would go do it for others because I live in you. Yeah, because I live in you, and and that's the importance again of daily mass and receiving our Lord and His strength becoming our strength and all so, those things. That's the meaning of I will be with you until the end of the age, the Eucharist, right? I'm never you leave always. you nor forsake you. Yeah. With you always, right? But you're like that's that's who our God is, and man, it's just He's so good. It, it is, <laughs> and, and and it breaks my heart, man, to see these men that are just. I think you said also today or yesterday, walking around like zombies. Oh, yeah. Right? Just like the walking yeah. dead. 
and thinking like this is the life I'm supposed to have. But and looking for love in all the wrong places yeah. and too many faces. Yeah. But Jesus is just like, look at this one. Look up. Look what I have for you. Yeah. And, and I always tell people that too. It's just like people say, well, man, I'm, I'm always mired down in my own stuff. I'm always depressed. Mm-hmm. Look up. Why don't you give him that old carpet? Yeah, give it to him. Because, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, we've got so much junk packed in our hearts. Oh, yeah. That Jesus can't even get in the door to replace the carpet. Exactly. we got to start throwing that stuff out the window. Yeah. So he's got room to come in and redo the floor plan. And say, come. Yeah. Say, come on in. Yeah. Come That's what in. I love about what you do at, at the events, at the JPD events. Is like, Bob's, you know, he's taking the scalpel in there and he's, you know, doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. But you're just like, you know what? Let's just tell Jesus to get here and start helping us. Yeah, say come on, right? And get in here. And at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. Like every rock bottom moment, yeah. every difficult point in our life, like where we finally make that choice, is not some high theological thing. No, it's not. A, it's it's just like Jesus. I can't do this anymore. I need you. I give up. I need you. And not in a bad way of like I want my life to end, but like. I'm fi- I'm just gonna let go. Yeah. I have no other choice. That's it. That's it. But to give it to you. Well, and where did we start here? Where did we start by yeah. saying, you know, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, right? Yeah. Out here, a man takes care of his own problems. We try to prove to ourselves and everyone else that we're adequate because we really believe we're not. Yeah. What if we gave all that up, and we said, you know what, Jesus, I'm not worthy. You are. Yeah. Worthy is the Lamb. You know what? I don't have what it takes. Yeah. I need you. What if we just did that? What if we were that vulnerable just to say, just come. Yeah. Come. He's longing. It's like you you did the sculpt. People may understand what that is. Sure. But you, you were standing there in the role as God the Father. Yeah. Right? When Adam and Eve stepped away, and bear with us as you're listening to this, but just follow along. Yeah. As Adam and Eve stepped away in this depiction, mm-hmm. what was your heart as a father? Were you pissed off at him? No. My heart was broken. Because of the separation, but there was never any feeling of like, I want to punish them. I'm angry. I can't wait for them to get back here so I can take my belt and punish them. I can. No, no, it was just like, and their back was to me. Yeah. Because they're facing the audience and Bob and all that stuff. But like all, all the longing of my heart is like, just look at me. That's it. Like if you take a second to even get one glimpse of my face, you'll know that all I want is you back. That's it. And like, what were you it. longing for as, quote, the Father? Yeah, it was just that reunion. That, that reunion that for them to come back yeah. to the Trinity, yeah. right? That's our Father's heart. And it's the love story. It's the kerygma. That's what the gospel is. That's what the whole Bible is. I mean, we yeah. make the mistake of saying, well, God was an angry God in the Old Testament. Well, yeah, I'd be mad, too, if I kept blessing people and they kept turning away, <laughs> yeah. right? And to the point where, just like in the parable, when, when Jesus is talking about and the Master finally sent his son and they killed him, too. Yeah. God took the one thing that he, the Father, took the one thing that he loved more than you and me. That's it. And gave it for you. That's right. All so that he could be back in union with you in reconciliation. Because a price had to be paid for our sin. Yeah. There was no other way to do it. Yeah. That's how much he loved you. Yeah. It is. Oh, man. And we look, it's just, for those of you out there that are listening, and all you, when you think of God, you think of nothing but punishment and sentences that are eventually going to be hand out and, and, and all those things. You got the wrong That's guy. That's not who God yeah. is, man. He gave the thing he loved the most so that he could be with you. For you. Forever. Like that's Jesus says, I have come. I no longer call you slaves. I have called you friend. Friend. And if that doesn't blow your mind. God himself calls yeah, you his friend. The creator of everything. And he wants to share everything 
Jesus wants to share everything the Father has revealed to him. Yeah. Like, uh, we can dream forever. Yeah. And, I, you know, I told you a lot of times at the end of the talks, I read uh, the one talk, I read John uh, John 17, the priestly prayer of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that think God doesn't love you or that think that Jesus doesn't want a relationship with you, I would challenge you to go and read that. And what that is is a long-form prayer that Jesus prays as he's leaving the Last Supper. Yeah. So many of us know, like, you know, in Luke or in some of the other Gospels, let this cup pass for me, and where that happened, of course— in John, John has this intimate retelling of Jesus praying a prayer that is long. It's the whole chapter is this prayer, and Jesus starts it off talking to his Father. And you want to know how to pray to God? Go read that, because yeah. that's a son praying to a father. Yeah. But he sits there, and he starts asking for certain things. And the first thing he asks for is, I wish that these that you have given me would be with me forever where I'm going. So he prays for the apostles, and he goes through everything, and he talks about his house has many rooms, and he wishes them to be there and protect them from the evil one. And all those things, and he goes on in that second paragraph, and he says, Bart, I not only pray for these, yeah. but the ones who will come to know me through their word. Amen. 2,000 years That's ago. That's us. The God of the universe on the worst night of his life was praying for you. Amen. For what? <laughs> for pray for, So we could be with him forever. So we could be with him forever. Yeah, and we think God wants nothing to do with us. That's it. But he's sitting there in his full knowledge, because he's fully God and fully man, knowing what every, that, that torturous night was going to do to his flesh. Yeah. And knowing, you know, what it was going to feel like and all those things. And he still was praying for us and he prays for us now. That's it. And what, why did he go through all that? Out of love. For us. Yeah. It says for the and because joy, it was the Father's will. It was the Father's will. And for the joy set before him, scriptures yeah. say, he endured the cross. Yeah. Scorning its shame. For the joy set before him. What's the joy set before him? Yeah. Us. Us. <laughs> be, to be back with the Father. Yeah. Yeah. But if we think he's all these other things, these distorted images we have of him, then why would we want that? Yeah. But if we really know him for who he is, and if we encounter him in his amazing goodness and love, and we see that, you go, are you kidding me? I get to be with him forever? Yeah. And eternity doesn't start in heaven. It starts the day we give our life to him. Yep. Jesus does. said, pray that my kingdom would come, my will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. He wants it now. We could be living the abundant life now. Not a perfect life. Not a life without pain yet, but with him. Yeah. And if we have him, what else do we want? Every one of us are longing for him. Every yeah. one of us. We're all longing for him. Yeah. When I was my most, most lost, womanizing, partying, looking for love in all the wrong places, doing all the crazy things I was doing, I still had in the depths of my heart, I would cry out in my room at night, God, are you real? God, are you real? God, are you real? But I had so many barriers in my heart. Yeah. I didn't know. And then that one time on that re- event, and I feel his embrace, I feel his love, I feel his presence, and it just radically changed me. I cried like a baby, a hardened, fighting, tough football player, sobbing like a baby because I encountered love himself. Yeah. And I realized what I'd always been looking for was the Father. And it was his love and his goodness, and he shattered my paradigm of who I thought he was. I'm like, oh my gosh, you are more loving than anything I could ever experience. He didn't say, nope, you got too many sins, I can't show up. Uh Uh-uh, he just loved me. He just loved me. And that's how he feels about every one of us. He just loves us. If you love your kids, I love my kids. We're imperfect. How much more does he love each one of us? Yeah. And he's so good. Yeah, and again, Scripture says that. Like, what kind of father gives their, their son a snake and when he when he asks for a fish? That's right. Right? I mean, God's not looking to dwell, dwell up punishment. The only time God is upset is when we refuse to repent, right? Yeah. It's the only time. And he's upset because 
we are the ones standing in his way to showing us our love. He's brokenhearted. Right. Yeah. God is God has never turned away from us. That's the example of the prodigal son. No. That's what I love about that when it says the father saw him coming from a long way off and rushed out so. to meet him. The father wasn't sitting there with a belt or with a paddle or with <laughs> some form of punishment saying when that idiot gets up the road, he's going to get it. Right? With a he's robe. Just, yeah. The robe, the ring, the, the fattened calf. That's it. And probably a lot of tears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, what does he say to the, for his son. to the other brother, right? Yeah. My son was lost, and now he's home. Now he's home. Right? Let's celebrate. Yeah. The older brother couldn't take it. Yeah. But, man, what are we longing for? What are everyone, Going back to the original th- thing we were talking about. Yeah. As men, what are we really looking for? Our love. father's love. Our father's love. Yeah. But we're too tough, man. We're too tough. Yeah. What are you, 6'8"? Yeah. Played basketball. Yep. I'm 6'4", played college football, right? We both played college sports. Yeah. It's been drilled in our heads to perform, to be good enough, to be tough enough, to succeed. And if we finally reach that dream, we're finally going to be somebody and we're going to be fulfilled. Yeah. We both got close to it. And what did we realize? Wasn't what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. <laughs> but we couldn't admit that I want love. I mean, come on. Yeah. We're two guys here. If we were both in our 20s, we wouldn't be sitting there going, you know what? I want love, John. Oh, yeah, I do too. You know, we'd be like, oh, what's wrong with you, dude? Yeah. But as we go through life and we endure things and we have kids and we've enjoyed the Father's love, we can sit here as two men and just say, yeah, that's what I long for. Yeah. I long for love. I long for my Father's love. I, love, I long for my wife's love, my kids' love. I long to love and to be loved. But as men, can we admit it? But no. that's the being vulnerable thing, yeah. man. You know, you finally go through enough things, you just go, you know what, what? let's just put aside the posing. Let's put yeah. aside all the facades. It's just not working. Yeah. What do I really long for? And then it, yeah, and it reorders everything in your life. Like the relationships you run, I had a guy, he, I guess it was about, I don't know, four or five months ago, sent me this email and he said, I've lost like 25 friends in my life. What's wrong with all of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I gently said like, there's one common denominator, Yeah, you know, and it's you. It's you. And he didn't want to hear it. We went back no. and forth, but eventually. So you almost lost another friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And at the end of the day, man, once he realized that he had issues, he yeah. had wounds. And you loved him enough to tell him. Yeah. He started to address them. And then it wasn't long ago, maybe two months ago that he said, I'm, I'm starting to have real relationships in my life. And that's the gift of the Father's love is when we surrender, maybe we have to we have to be pruned, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. The, vine, the branches have to be pruned. Yeah. But what happens when you prune something like a crepe myrtle every year? They cut, You cut them, yeah. and what happens? They come back prettier and more blooms and, and all those things. And that's what happens in our life is we have a stronger relationship with our wife, yeah. with our children. God puts people in our lives that want to yeah. give and receive love the that's way it. that he, he wants to with us. So. Yeah. Or like I would say, like I love when you have these these spontaneous prayers. So like for somebody driving right now, or for somebody yeah. that's listening, don't close your eyes if you're driving. Yeah, but like, open. just could don't you stand say, up. could you just a quick prayer over them to, yeah. to for the Father to come yeah. to their lives? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Let's just pray that. And I and I just want to invite you if you're listening, just just open your heart, man. Just open your heart. Obviously, if you're driving, like you said, don't close your eyes, but open your heart. Just allow yourself just to be. Allow yourself to feel. If something we're saying is touching you, man, just just allow yourself to feel. And let me just pray. Father, I just pray that you show them the Father's love. Just show them the Father's love. Show them the Father's love deeper than they've ever known it before. Lord, just like you did for me. When I was so lost, you encountered me with your presence, your love. 
you didn't just love me, you are love. And I pray for anyone listening that you would just right now touch their heart and show them the Father's love deeper than they've ever known it. Lord Jesus, draw them to you. Holy Spirit, just be present with them and draw them to the heart of the Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bart. Man, Bart, I love you, dude. Thanks, man. Love you, too. (laughs) It's been such a gift to be with you the last couple days, and you and I behind the scenes have been talking about doing more stuff together. Yeah. So excited to pray into that with you and just yeah. figure out what the Lord wants us to do. And how well, let's we do work. what we're supposed to do. Let's fulfill our obligations. Yes. Let's just pour ourselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah, let's right. just take care of our own selves. And yeah. let's just do the right thing. Yeah. Or you know what? Let's try something else. Why don't we just do what's in our heart and ask the Father if it's in his heart too? Yep. And let's just follow him. It's a lot right. more fun. And be happy while we do it. And be That's happy right. while we do That's it. Right. <laughs> So I'm excited to explore all that. But, hey, yeah. you do a lot of great work for the church outside of the JP2 Center. Yeah, thank so, you. So, I mean, you, your whole thing is equipping and, and getting people to realize the the value and, and, mm-hmm. and the joy that should have come from their confirmation. I mean, you yeah. talk about all those things. Yeah. And, you know, that confirmation is more than just a cute picture with the bishop, right? Like it's power, baby. stuff there. So tell us fire. what you do. Tell us about Church on Fire, where yeah. they can find it. And I'm, saying, I'm just saying this before you do that. If look, men's conference all the time. I know you run the same people through there all the time. But if you're looking for somebody that will move hearts, that will stir hearts, that will bring men into a real encounter with the Father's love, that will just shake up what you're doing, please invite Bart, my friend. Like get off having the same three people there every year and invite somebody new that can really do something that the Lord wants done in the church. That is Bart, I guarantee you. I'm not saying that because he's sitting in front of me. I say that to a lot of men's conferences. Ask me privately who should they have. Please, if you have an event, if you have a parish that wants to set it on fire for the Holy Spirit, for people to really come into an understanding what it means to learn to love the Lord and to change your life, invite Bart. How do they do that? Tell them all about what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. So yeah. churchonfire.life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ran out of .com and .org. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so it's, the, it's, it's .live, churchonfire.life. Uh, I also do things with the JP2 Healing Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to reach me personally, um, it's churchonfire.live. Yeah. So what do I do? Uh, yeah, you kind of touched on it. Um, I, I want to see the church come into the fullness of everything Jesus purchased through his death, through his resurrection. I want to see us become the church that he intended us to be. Yeah. I want to see the church transformed. I want to see each of us transformed. Not not that I'm doing it. This is yeah. something he's doing. I just want to partner with what he's doing. I, I honestly, I just love my father. I love <laughs> Jesus. I love the Holy Spirit. I love it. I'm not into things that are weird. I'm not into anything odd. I'm not into this particular movement or that particular movement. I just want to follow Jesus. And so Church on Fire is just that. It's about setting the church on fire. You know, I, I like to lead people into an encounter, you know, yeah. and, and encountering the Father's love. I like to see people, you know, follow Jesus into what he has, you know, yeah. and, and just to fall in love with him like, like I have, like you have. Yeah. You know, I like to, I like to see people uh, walk through a process of being able to forgive because those things are hindering us from what our heart really wants, yeah. which is that encounter. And, and I like to see people come into the fullness of confirmation. Yeah. And I love talking about that. And the baptism of fire. Yeah. You know, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and yeah, I like to equip people. I like to I do I do church missions, I do men's events, I do priest events, I do youth events, I do college events, I do camp, you know, all kind of different things. But the real goal is for all of us to encounter the Father's love and to say yes to Jesus and follow him. Yeah. And to come into all that he has. Praise God. So give them the website one more time. Churchonfire.live. All right. Folks, go out there, please. 
visit Bart's site, bring him into your parish, give him an opportunity to do what the Lord made him to do, to come into those places and, and to, to affect change for our Father. Bart, man, again, it's such a pleasure, dude. And I don't know what day it is or what time it is. And you I probably don't, don't either. I think we've been here for six hours. Yeah, like but you know it's what? It's morning already. It was worth it to me, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have traded it sleep for anything or anything yeah, thing for this. So thank you, brother. Amen. All right. Thank you. God All bless. Right. All right.